Hey guys, welcome to the Marriage Millennials Podcast. It is 8.30 p.m. on Monday, May 20th. Welcome back and thanks again for listening. And if you're new, hey, we're your hosts, Rochelle. And Samuel Shoyola. We're the creators of MarriageMillennials.com, where we help millennials see God's design for faith, smart dating, marriage, and financial literacy. Pretty much, we teach millennials to honor Christ before a spouse and with one and prepare them for family if it is a current desire they have. All right, before we get started, as always, we want to tell you where you can keep the convo going with us after the end of this podcast, as well as some housekeeping for the site. This will be posted on the site, marriageforthemillennials.com, so if you have any questions, feel free to comment below on that post, or you can also visit the Facebook page, backslash MFMillennials. Rose Twitter page and IG handle are at Rochelle Shoyola, and mine is at Samuel Shoyola, so feel free to follow and talk with us there as well. Also, the podcast will be on all listening outlets. So subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. Just type Marriage for Millennials in the search bar and it'll pop right up for you. Last thing, if you've been following or even if you haven't, there are a ton of cool things on the site. From books to free courses, products, and more. So feel free to check those out as well. Alrighty guys, let's Let's jump jump in. in. (laughs) Hey guys, um, we're back again with another podcast. I'm hoping you wrapped up a great weekend as usual and had a great start to your week. Um, we've had a pretty chill weekend, wouldn't you say? Yeah, good times with family and friends as always. Mm-hmm. Yep, so we pretty much we chilled out on Saturday, did a whole bunch of binge-watching shows. Hung out with mommy and in-law. Mm-hmm. Then we went to my mom's house and made some curry chicken. Yeah. And all that good stuff. Then Sunday. Got to talk with my dad, too. He's just, he got back in town recently, so that's really cool. Yes, 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 yes. Um, shout out to daddy-in-law. I'm glad he's back for a little bit. Um, then Sunday we did our usual. Yes, and we even got to hang out with more people than we expected. Yeah, did our usual, went to church, and then hung out with family um, later. So that's kind of what we've done. Monday's got on to a pretty pretty decent start. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That was our week and start to the week. So, um, yes. Yeah. So... Enough about us. We've buttered you up long enough, so we want to get right into the podcast. We know it's been a little bit um, since you've heard from us. Um, If you've been under a rock, then, you know, kind of allow us to fill you in on the fact that, you know, social media is constantly, it goes into waves, right? Where sometimes it's calm, but then sometimes things happen, whether laws change or just politics happen or whatever, and... um. Everybody start up in a frenzy again. Right. And so I think what's been the topic of concern has been the abortion ban. Um, and then also I think podcast, I mean, p- politics, I'm sorry, has kind of been doing like a, like a consistent, you can, con- you can consistently see posts about politics all the time. Yeah. Um, it may not be as high as if there's like a election going on, but it's kind of always there. So those things as well. Yeah. Um, but we say all these things to say, sometimes you can realize really fast when you look on your you know feed and see your friends and all these opinions, you can realize, uh, hey, I'm not as close to you as I thought I was. Like, we don't see eye to eye. We like each other's, you know posts from time to time and do comments but like in regards to our core morals and values like we just don't agree or you may even think oh wow like there was one time 
where I really had, you know, high hopes of eventually getting to know you on a deeper level. Yeah, that's definitely changed now. Like, you know, like you, you have those thoughts based on the things that you see. And I think when you're younger or even when you just desire friendship, you can get to that place really quickly because mm-hmm. I, I think when when it's super easy to go to social outings with everyone, you well, know, it's because you're young, right? You you don't have all these you know relationships all built up and stuff, so you you kind of desire. You don't want to turn down anything, right? So you're just saying yes to everything. Yeah, I want to hang out with you. I want to hang out with you. I want to hang out with you. And you can be and, older and do that too, because yeah. I think I've done that for a little bit. And that's why I was saying, like, if you're just in a season where you may be older, but you just desire friendship, um, you can get to that place where you know you're going to social outings, you're having conversations, um, and you can do that for a while on a very surface level and feel like, oh, like, you know, we're starting to definitely, and we're hanging out more. We're doing these social things together more often. Yeah, we're pretty cool. Then a conversation comes up, right? And you realize, oh yeah, you're not, you're not like me at all. You know, we're, right, we're very, right. very different. And so what we want to talk about on this podcast is like, what happens then? What happens when you just realize, okay, we have different views, but I've been around you enough to like you. Yeah. And so we kind of want to talk about that. We don't want to be like- You've grown on me and yet I disagree with you. Right. Right. (laughs) So can you be friends with someone whose social views you disagree with um that's pretty much what we're talking about on this podcast we have a couple of points um we want to get into we think that um you really love them we kind of try to go from all aspects of the spectrum um we didn't want to be completely biased to one side so we think that it's a well-rounded um i guess combinations of thoughts and we hope you like it so let's go ahead and jump right in can you be friends with someone whose social views you disagree with Yes. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Yes, you can. Um, and I think this is one of the things that I'm always, I always make it a point to tell my husband um, is like we have to remember to see the good in others outside of opposing views, mm-hmm. right? Um, and especially kind of what we were saying in regards to you've grown on me, but our views differ. Um, you hang out with these people in real life. You know what I'm saying? Nine times out of ten, when you hang out with people in real life and you're in those social settings, you have a good time for the most part. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of times when we have opposing views, we look at people like, oh, well, you're just a devil over there because you think this way. And (laughs) and then I'm just over here. And sometimes it's not that black and white. You know, like you have a good time with these people. You can crack jokes and things like that. So when views arise that are just different from yours, we have to kind of remember that this is a person who you hang out with and you have seen the good in them in one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing for me is like, you know, being around people that only think like you and there is no other perspective in your life. I feel like that's very limiting. Um I'm not saying to do it in excess, and we're going to get to that into the in the next point. But I do think that with all the different groups and different topics and disagreements we have in the world, 
some people only dislike certain people because they've never done life with them. Like right, like some right. like some if we want to talk about race, some white or black people hate the other race because they've just never hung out with them. You can tell when oh, a yeah. you can tell when a <laughs> black person has literally never done life with white people. You yep. can. And um, you can tell when white people ain't never done life with black, with black folks. people because yep. they over they overgeneralize. Yep. Right? So um and then it could be it can be even rich and poor. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you, poor people might put a bad taste in your mouth because you've never done life with them. Right. Um, right. Um, this could be politics, Republicans yeah. versus Democrats, the same thing. Um, you've never done life with these people. So you kind of lo- are looking at them from like, yeah, you over there hate well, your views. Well, yeah. You, you've been developing in your own little echo chamber, you've been developing all these arguments for these hypothetical, you know, confrontations that you might have, and then you finally meet one of those people, right? You've been poor all your life, and you finally meet a rich person, and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, the rich are always getting richer, and the poor are always getting poorer, and then you finally hear another point of view, that you're like, never heard that before. You never heard it before, because you're in your echo chamber. Same thing for, it happens on the rich side too, right? There are people who are rich who don't think that they have to do anything in regards to charity or, you know, lovingness and just just the things that they give back to society. And those people have their issues as well. And we're not saying that either side is is the winner or right. But when you start to rub shoulders and you start to be with other people that are of different classes, ethnicities, ideologies, you start to learn... That people are people. Yes. As opposed to... Um, just kind of the labels that we've put. Oh, yeah. well, because you identify with this label, you probably act this way. Yeah, the impersonal labels. Right. And so um, we we always want to encourage you to just dig in there, do life with people, because you start to realize that, hey, we're all kind of one in the same, in, to a certain extent. Um, and I can't, you don't hate someone you know. Right. And so, yes. So the first point we want to make a point to just kind of re-say is, yes, you can. You can be be cool with someone whose views you disagree from. Try to always see the good in that person. Right. With that being said, our second point is no. no. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and let um, Sam kind of elaborate on that. Sometimes you yeah. just can't. Yeah, there, there are just a lot of times, guys, where... There, there's no compromising your beliefs, your core beliefs. You cannot compromise your core beliefs for a friendship. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff, what, what it boils down to is the fact that you might be idolizing a friendship, you know? And if you're idolizing a friendship to the point where you're being mute on issues that you should be vocal about, or at least that you should be, you know, speaking up on, I'm sorry, like... If you truly are my friend, then you'll hear my voice, right? It wouldn't be that you're truly my friend, therefore I should hold my breath around you. Yeah. I can only hold my breath for so long. Yeah. Before yeah. I either pass out or <laughs> take a huge breath of air and just like have to say what you I got to say. say. You got to say, yeah. And that's, that's right. so funny because that's definitely me. Like I'm the type of person where I'm just like, okay, well, you know, we've had so many great times together and maybe these conversations never just never came up or what, but 
I've been friends with you for years. Like you're a good person. I saw it with my own eyes. I've right. I've, I've made memories with you. Um, but then I think back in retrospect, and I'm like, yeah, I do remember times when views came about, and I realized that a lot of people may have had views that I just disagree with, and I just kept my mouth shut. Guys, you're gonna grow up with people. You're going to you're going to grow up with people that it turns out you fundamentally disagree with on certain issues. But just like Paul came back to his Roman Jews and would talk to them and wrote that letter to the you know synagogue in Rome and was just like, yo, I'm gonna be here and I'm gonna keep I'm because I love you, I'm gonna keep saying what I say. Right. You know, I'm not going to be silent. That's because I love you. Yeah. Because I'm not like, it's the same thing I've talked about before, where it's like the, the issue of like tolerance versus like love. Like tolerance is being quiet and just letting person, letting another person say what they got to say, holding your breath and just, you know, like, you know, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to say anything. But, you know, the way we were looking at it was, and I, it, it's funny, this actually touches exactly on the topic. When you disagree with somebody, there's a pastor I disagree with vehemently on many different social justice issues right but he stated something that i absolutely do agree with and that was he touched he said um you know whenever you're in a conversation with somebody that you vehemently disagree with the first thing you should do is apply second timothy chapter 2 verse 24 through 26 two thumbs up on that and that means Apply grace and remain in association with those people. You get a chance to go ahead and read that particular verse. But apply grace and remain in association with that person. That means correct them gently. Don't strive with them. Be gentle to all men. Be patient with them. Be in meekness with them. You know what I'm saying? But then there's a time in which you have to punish with dissociation. And that means Titus chapter 3 verse 10 is what he said. And what he meant by that was simply like, after you've talked with them, hear their response. Now, when you hear their response, you're going to get one of two answers. You're either going to get, or three, I would say. Uh, one would be someone agrees with you, actually, right? That's probably the best case scenario. You actually change someone's mind. Um, the second is the middle ground, which is, I don't necessarily agree with you, but I'm starting to hear your point of view out, and I'd like you to flesh it out more, Right? I like to hear more about what you have to say. That's a good reason to keep conversation with somebody. But one reason that you should not keep in conversation with somebody is if after you've talked to them about it the first time, the second time, they're literally like exactly where they were the first time and they're vehemently against you. If they're vehemently against you like that, I mean, just let it go. Disassociate. Leave that person alone. Yeah, sometimes you just um, can't. Um, and we'll kind of rephrase this at the end of the podcast about, you know, what to do when there is no way to coexist. Um, we'll kind of repeat some of these points that we made. Um, so we'll get back to that. Um, but yeah, sometimes you just can't be friends just because there are certain people who go for the jugular and they just don't know how to be friends with someone that they disagree with certain points. They don't know how to be in that space. And then their words can become hurtful yep. and to just toxic. And at that point, you know the difference. You know when you're like, you know, that's my sister. She thinks that the sky is green, but we love each other. Yeah. You know when you're dealing with that versus she does not think that the sky is green. 
she is a horrible person. You know when you're dealing with either or. And so if you're dealing with the latter, it's going to be best to disassociate. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing, which kind of moves to our third point, that we always talk about is being careful of trying to play God, right? Um, One thing I learned from someone an older woman, and she said, I mean, 10 years from now, right, we're all going to be wrong about something, whether it's what you thought about parenting, what you thought about um, God's word, what you thought about one thing or the other. There's going to be something where you're like, you know what, 10 years ago, I was like super wrong about that. I can even think about things right now, five to 10 years ago, that I was like, yeah, no, that was not right, bro. Or, you know, and so... Sometimes you have to give people the grace to become, Mm -hmm. you know, like you don't know who that person is going to be in 10 years. That person could agree with you in 10 years and you have the opportunity to keep a friendship in 10 years and not bruise them to the point that they will never and they'll burn that bridge with you. Yeah. And even if they do agree with you, they still don't feel comfortable talking to you about the fact that they agree with you. Right. So you got to be mindful of that. Um, Also, we have to stop thinking that it is us that is the convincer of the mind or the softener of the heart. Right. It's not. It's the Holy Spirit that does that. And so, you know, when you're going toe-to-toe with this person, trying to convince them of their side, and they're not um, agreeing with you, I think we kind of act like we're in war towards like, okay, so I shot my I, I shot um, my arrows, right? And it didn't work. Still going towards. So let me go ahead and get the bazooka now and get this and this and we do that with our words like and i'm adding to my theory so they can understand no you now i'm gonna pack it more so and the person still doesn't understand and what we end up doing is we just end up continuing to hurt the person right while we're trying to um communicate i mean we're literally finite human beings um and we have to be careful not to only want the win i I know that sam's gonna go into depth in this in a minute but i remember reading expository apologetic by vody bacham and he was saying that you know if you just want the win and you're only i guess sharing your points of views or sharing God's words just to be able to tell people, yeah, you're, you're less informed and you're stupid over there. Then you've totally missed the point. Absolutely. You've totally missed the point. And so, um, yeah, you, you only want the win. And I don't think that that is okay. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I was thinking about this topic, I thought about those, um, there's these verses that they're back to back in the Bible. And, um, uh, oftentimes they're used as, oh, the Bible's contradictory. But really what it's saying is basically use wisdom. Use wisdom in the moment. There, you, you, there isn't a one-size-fits-all answer to how you respond to somebody that is just disagreeing with you. Um, you use wisdom in the moment. And the verses I was thinking about was Proverbs 26, verse 4 and verse 5. Verse 4 tells you to answer a fool. I mean, don't answer a fool in his folly. And then verse 5 says, answer a fool according to his folly. So in other words, what they're saying is you have to look at the situation. And in some cases, someone is so far off the reservation, they're, they're not even in the ballpark of we can have a rational conversation. Don't answer them. Just let them talk. Don't answer them. And then there are other situations in which someone is a lot more closer to to like reality on this issue 
in which absolutely you can you can talk with them, you guys can trade points, and who knows, maybe they're right on the issue, maybe you're right on the issue, but hopefully the truth will prevail and someone will be convinced. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you're just a waiter. And right. like we have to remember that even with our points and values, it comes from somewhere and you're just the waiter. Yeah. All your job is to do is to give that person that information. You don't have to try to add your spice to it. You don't have to try to do to add hurtful words to it to hopefully convince them. You don't have to do any of that. All you All have right. to do is, uh, you know, apply your point with grace mm-hmm. and Keep it moving. Sow that way seed. you can keep a friendship. Your, your job is to sow the seed of the gospel. Your job is not to make that plant grow. It, the, the job of making the plant grow is God. That That's all on him. Duty is yours. Responsibility, I mean, uh, results are God's. And one thing you can always remember is just like, like, like we said begin, in the beginning, um, re- recognize that you're a finite human being and that you can't solve all the world's issues. And then on the second side, also recognize that you cannot always be a sideline Christian. You have to be participating. You have to be in there at least being willing to say, hey, this is my stance. Now, does the does God promise certain things about that? Well, yeah, he actually does. He promises that, you know, the world will more than likely because they hated me, they'll hate you too. But you are still to stand strong and know that your reward will be great in heaven. Now, you know, the issue is that there's like these two positions, right? Like we talked about it. There's the person who wants to throw the haymakers and there's the person who wants to just be, you know, passive all the time. And the issue is that the person who wants to throw the haymakers, they're not realizing the damage that they're doing to the person, right? They're not thinking about future interactions with that person. But the person who's non-confrontational, they're forgetting that they're even that they're even in a battle to begin with, right? They're just so passive and never want to conf- confront anybody that they forget that they're even in a battle. You do realize this is a fight of light and darkness. It's literally what it is. Now, sometimes you have to take that and say to yourself, okay, this is a fight of light and darkness. How do I gently correct this brother? How do I, how do I remain faithful to God's word and not throw a haymaker that's going to literally, you know, while I might be communicating the truth, how I'm communicating it is sinful. Right. Um, I agree. I think that there is a balance there. And above all, you know, using wisdom is key. I think it's key to kind of just know who you're talking to, where you're talking to, and also just know that God desires us to be peaceful. And so we're not supposed to be deliberately hurting our brother to get our points across. Right. But it doesn't mean that we're supposed to be silent on issues either. Mm-hmm. Um, Got to know when to hold them and when to fold them, like, I guess. Yeah, I mean, um, that's a great way to put it. There are times where, where Paul, he's, he wrote a letter one time that said, I know that the, the letter I wrote to you before caused tears and it caused, you know, pain. But the fact that you have now come to repentance on this issue thank God for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, right. and sometimes it's like that. And sometimes it's where, where the gentle answer turns away wrath. Sometimes it's the gentle yeah, answer. I'm about to say, cause I also feel like back then those people were like extremely, like just, just super strong, like back then, just in every area. You know, you know, and, and I think that because, you know, I feel like, you know, although tears would 
come, I do feel like they were a lot less sensitive. We live in a very sensitive um, climate to where you can say something really harsh to someone and you've reached a point of no return, especially on a public social media platform where everyone is prideful. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to lie. I Part of me always fights this issue because I always wonder, like, are we a worse generation or is nothing new under the sun? And I think both can be true a little bit because when I read some of the Old Testament, you see, like, as the generations go on, and, and the Bible literally says, and this generation was worse than the next. Right. And this king's generation was worse than the previous generation. So it's not that they, things can't get worse, but as you see the cycles of, like, history you know that nothing is new under the sun that there was a there was a millennial you know snowflake or whatever you want to call it sensitive generation in history past as well that that you couldn't tell them no to anything without them basically like you know hemming and hawing about you taking away their freedom about x y and z right so um yeah so i think that in general we just have to learn to Look at these groups of people as though, you know, as as though like, hey, scripture has an answer to that person. Scripture has an answer to that group of people because that group, because remember, the scripture is supposed to be able to equip you for every good work. So that means that even when you're looking at a person that you think is a unique individual in regards to like, no generation has ever acted in this manner before. Well, scripture has an answer to that because they're not necessarily unique. And those type of people have showed up in history before. And they're still your brother in Christ. So you still have an uh, obligation to care for them. Right. Even in your disagreeing speech. Um, we kind of want to move and kind of talk about this in somewhat application form and for married couples specifically, because we have some points that um, we think are really cool. Of course, we're being biased, but um, <laughs> we have some points that I don't think I've heard anyone else talk about before. So I kind of want to put it into the the air and see what you guys think. I'll start that pot. Okay, so this <laughs> um, this portion of the podcast is called agreeing with other spouses or couples. And just marriage politics overall, you know, when you're in social settings. Right. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna go on a point, and then Sam's going to go on a point from a guy's perspective, and then we're going to also share some additional points, okay? So, as a wife, me agreeing with other husbands, right? So, if, say you are invited out, right, with a bunch of couples, Right. And you guys are either at the house playing games or maybe you go to a restaurant and you guys are getting food to eat. Right. Mm. And conversations just come up because that's what happens when people hang out, especially our age. We're talking. Right. And we're talking about society in the world. I find <laughs> that um, most times out of 10, I tend to agree with the males. Um, and that's just because that's just how my brain works. I think a lot of times um, women are more like super emotional or just like yeah. super just dramatic um, and just not logical sometimes in the way that they think. Um, no shade because girl power, right? But um, 
and I don't mean that in like a feminist way. I'm just saying like I'm a woman, so I love I love girls. I have girlfriends, right? Um, but my my views and morals and just the points that I gravitate towards tend to be the ones that the males gravitate towards as well. That being said, one of the things that I'm always you know clear to to tell my husband is that mm-hmm. it's not every time I hear another wife's husband say something that I agree with that I acknowledge that I agree with that statement. I don't necessarily say I disagree, but I, I may just why. I may just like not not even act like I heard it. Why? And one of the reasons why I do that is because, you know, marriage politics. At the end of the day, we're not trying to like come hang out with you just to get kicked out and never come again, right? And I don't want to agree with another woman's husband in excess to the point where that wife now starts to not like me because there are a lot of wife and husband relationships where they do not disagree they do not agree on societal issues right and so a lot of times what will happen is you get to into a social group and it quickly turns into the men versus the women (laughs) and then i'm just here in the middle like I kind of agree with the guys, but it's like, I can't say, I can't play that card too much because then it turns into, well, who is this woman and what is her motive? Right. And I don't want that, you know, vibe to be in the room, especially with my, when my husband's there. So I use wisdom on the things that I even acknowledge as a wife to yeah. other spouses. And, and it's more so because you don't want to also, you don't want to like bait people into other strivings away from that that group setting so like where like a husband and wife will be fighting because of um maybe they'll be fighting back home because of something that you know you co-signed or whatever that sh- that he might have co-signed yeah because again and you don't want to tempt anyone's situation into that into that scenario right because marriage politics right Sometimes you can be in a situation where it quickly turns into, well, whose side are you on? And your husband might, might be like, well, I'm on the logical side. But the wife is like, well, you didn't marry logic. You married me. So right, right. so what do you mean? And you just don't want to be in the middle of that. So even as a wife, I do use wisdom to the things that I agree with publicly. Now mm-hmm. I'll go home to my husband and say, yeah, that point that so-and-so made, I agreed with that, and I saw that you agree with that too. Yeah. But I won't publicly be like, uh huh, uh huh, yes, yes. And there yes. are times even where I have to be careful because, and Rose warned me about this on many different occasions because I'm I'm not as vigilant about these things. But um, you know that's why you have a wife because she can see things that you can't. She watches your back. But one thing that's really cool about that is that I'll get in a scenario and there might be something that someone's wife already disapproves of or disagrees with that while I might be passionate about the subject, let's not bring it up tonight. Or if it, even if it does get brought up, don't fuel the fire. Yeah. Because I always tell Sam like your bro, even though, even though you knew your bro since before shoddy came into the picture, he will choose his wife over you and he should. Rochelle getting Southern, y'all. She's saying shouting and everything, I'm just y'all. actually really <laughs> proud of my Southern accent because, listen, I'm drawing in my words and letters and, uh, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, man, like, that that's the thing is that I, I have to learn not to be baited into situations. There are sometimes when you got, like we said before, sometimes you got to speak and sometimes you don't got to speak. 
And there are situations where you when you're when you're in married couple uh uh situations, it really becomes paramount because you, like 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 we said, we're not trying to cause any husband and wife to go back home and fight. We're we're really not trying to. Um, so if you can avoid a situation that you know is going to wreak havoc in someone else's relationship probably best to have that conversation privately with your brother as opposed to publicly with all these other couples around. Yeah, there are a lot of um, married couples, especially millennial couples, to where, you know, it's the same scenario like I was talking about in the beginning, where the way they started dating was they went out and they realized, oh, we both like to eat. We both like to, you know, grab a couple of drinks. We both like to laugh and joke. And they joke and then they were like, oh, I really like this guy. I can't, we have chemistry and laugh and all that stuff. And the next thing you know, you're down the aisle and you got a wedding ring on your finger. And then you get into social groups with other couples and you realize, oh, wow, like my wife is over here like saying these things that I just do not agree with. Right. And, and, and hopefully you're in a safe haven space to where, you know, you can jest about things like that. Mm-hmm. But... At the end of the day, if you as a guy is like, yeah, but bro, like you agree with me, you're gonna see that person say, yeah, I agree with you, but I have to, I have to sleep in her bed tonight right. when we go home. So you just gotta be mindful of that, and then yeah. also, um, just be mindful of what your spouse is trying to build with another spouse. And what I mean by that is, like for example, if we meet a new couple, right, mm-hmm. in some setting, and we decide, okay, we liked our th- this first interaction. We'd like to have a couple more interactions with you, right? And I say, yeah, you know, I really liked Billy. I'll, we'll just say that for mm-hmm. a random guy name. I really liked Billy's wife. I'd love to, like, get to know her more, mm-hmm. right? And we continue to hang out with them in social, like, atmosphere gatherings right but if every time we hang you know i'm pretty observant so i i pretty much realize what side of the spectrum people are on and i realize that very early right but if every time we hang out we are constantly spewing views to them that they just disagree with and we're doing it in a way where it's like super aggressive and obsessive i at a certain point that wife is gonna be like even even if you didn't say it, Rochelle, your spouse said it, and so I don't know if I want to. I get to know you anymore. Right. And sometimes you just ha- you have to be mindful of what your spouse is trying to build with another spouse. If, is there a godly friendship relationship that could be yep. built with these two women? If so, and it happens on, I'm both, gonna mind what I say. It happens on both sides. Like there are husbands that are so confrontational, and when they're so confrontational, it causes a rift between his wife and another person's wife. Um, there are wives that are so um, just, I guess, subversive almost that um, the men can no longer, you know, be as close as they used to anymore because of, you know, them holding, you know, a grudge because someone else has a differing view from them. Right. So if if you know someone is struggling, for example, with their temper and anger, Probably not best to bring up a controversial subject around someone who is struggling with temp- with their temper and anger, um, because once that person goes off on you and they're married, it the it's not just that person that leaves that that conversation. That couple it is will a leave. union, right? They will exit, you know, that your life. So um, it's just something to be. That's what this what we were 
that's why we wanted to discuss this particular topic because uh, we, we wonder what you guys think also. Um, how, it's not how, just how black are, and white. How are you guys handling your scenarios when you get in front of couples and maybe you and your homeboy, because y'all knew each other before anybody got married, um, y'all have certain views on certain things, but then since now they're married and the wife has a differing view, um, how do you go about having conversations that might, you know, rub up against his wife differently. Um, how do wives go about um, their, you know, al- their allegiances on one side of the aisle or another when, you know, they're thinking to themselves, well, if I side this way, um, it might mess up my, it might put a rift between me and this other woman who I'm trying to be friends with. So, yeah, and things to consider. And sometimes, kind of like we said, sometimes it's easier to just cut the, the string and just say, hey, we'd rather just hang out with people that disagree with us, the both of us. <laughs> so sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's like that, But yeah. sometimes when you have history, sometimes I kind of disagree with that because it's like, Mm, you should never as a wife i don't feel comfortable using my opinions as a crutch to pull my husband to disassociate with whoever i choose he disassociates with i think that you know why would you be married to your spouse if you didn't care about their friendships now granted you can't go around like like okay like if say say my husband had a person he considered a brother that was married that wife can't disrespect me and expect like you know what i'm saying for like for me to stay around for, for, and be for okay Sam with to it be around that's so, my wife and she's one flesh with me right, so when you and, insult her you insult me and so you know to a certain extent you know that that wife should have enough respect for her husband and my husband to not disrespect me. Yeah. So, you know, while that's there, but then also, you know. If people would just simply say to themselves, like, who am I talking to? So, like, when I'm talking to someone, I'm I'm talking to some, like, and you should do this in every office. It's not just necessarily when you're married. It's mm-hmm. like, well, when you're married, now you got to take this into consideration. No. When I'm talking to a woman, I recognize I'm talking to somebody's daughter. I should be treating that particular woman as though her father is standing right over the shoulder. You see what I'm saying? And therefore respecting her in that manner. Ladies, keep that in your back pocket for further use. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's the same vice versa. If I'm talking to another another man, I have to say, okay, that's, that, that's somebody's son. You see what I'm saying? And I should be thinking about it in terms of that. Or or I'm talking to a woman. As a man, I'm talking to a woman about a particular subject. I have to say, that's that potentially, if they're married, that's somebody's wife. Right. And so when you consider the who as far as for what it is that they are associated with, you're careful about what you do because you realize you don't want to cause hard lines to be drawn in the sand where, you know, people just have to separate because you weren't careful with your words. Right. And, um, yeah. Oh, I want to talk about this next one. Okay. I really do. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So there's, there's, a, there's an issue where when it comes to these topics, these controversial topics, mm-hmm. um, people will, because of how you feel about a certain thing, mm-hmm. in public... They will be so, you know, vehemently against you on this issue, right? But 
they'll completely forget in public while they're tongue lashing you and they're doing all the stuff that they're doing to you. They'll forget all the things, the interactions that you might have had with them privately that were absolutely loving. Yeah, so like private love and public hate. Like people who you'd hang out with in real life and publicly, they just like, I disagree with your views, disagree with your views, but then you see them at a kickback and it's like, hey. Yeah. Yeah, like stuff like that. Like we don't like that. But Sam wants to kind of go into that. Go ahead. No, I just, I just mean like what, I, what I'm saying is like, if I'm going to talk to you about a particular issue and I'm going to use respectful language and I'm going to, you know, I'll still stand my stand my ground on my point, but then it's met back with, like, vitriol. It's met back with, you know, some type of, like, just ecstatic language, maybe even cussing, you know what I'm saying? And you don't hear that back. Like, I'm just like, but when I was hanging out with you and I did that for you and I came to this to celebrate that occasion with you and I, it's like, why 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 are you going so hard yeah yeah i'm saying or like or if it's like publicly you you hate or disagree with me and you're very mean about it but when you're down and out i'm the first person who you call right it's like why and and it's not i'm the the devil over here why you why you calling my phone why you why you You want my advice you told the the whole world i was the devil but now you want to you want to holler at the devil to help you out of a hole okay and it it just it just gets crazy and trust me um while there's no like particulars on this like it happens to people in life i promise you i mean it happens like Um, this all the time to pastors Oh, like yeah. churches, oh, pastors, yeah. pap- pastors, they're paying people's bills. They're helping people through through struggles and all that stuff. But what do pastors mostly get? Flack from everyone. Mm-hmm. No one really sees like they the, get it the most. No one sees the grunt work. No one says, "Hey, like my marriage is in trouble. Help me. Um, I need money for this. Help me." But the minute an usher steps on your toe, you're like, "I hate this church and the pastor." And you you say that publicly, but you'll never acknowledge. All the things to that, that person did. or to others, what that person has ever done for you or continues to do, do for, for you, you. <laughs> because sometimes, because sometimes you may be a person who, you may be a person who feels like, oh well, if you say something I disagree with, I can't stand you. And the person who you're hating is probably like, yeah, we disagree, but I'll still love on you, I'll yeah. still support you, I'll still celebrate you, and I'll still spend money if you need me to on your behalf. This is a struggle that a lot of exegetical pastors have issue with because what happens is they'll they'll pick a book of the Bible and they have to go. Their 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 goal is. We're going to go from chapter one, verse one, all the way to the last chapter, last verse. Mm -hmm. And there are going to be parts. It's in every book. (laughs) There are going to be parts of that book that are super controversial and denominations have been created because of these verses. Right. You see what I'm saying? But they had to cover it. And when they covered it, it disagreed with you so much that you were willing to publicly say things about that man and not in the least bit take into consideration all the love he showed you privately. It goes back to what we showed, talked about earlier. You want to talk to people in love and meekness and, 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 and humility and patience. Because maybe you're wrong on the issue, but even if you're not wrong on the issue, have they not built up enough human capital with you 
and is relational that table, capital yeah, with you. And is that table not gonna come around again? It will. Like it, it, there's so many times where I'm just like, one situation has happened, and I was like, if and, and I thought to myself, like if I never ever see you again or talk to you again, like I'd literally be content. You, I, I, I would literally be zen. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? We don't even do, we don't even do zen, right? right? But I would literally be totally fine. Probably just with my pride or my anger. And then like a year goes by and I'm like, oh, I don't really care. I don't even care. And then you realize that, oh, wow, this person's like, this person's having a baby. Oh, I kind of want to be a part of that milestone. Like, you know what I mean? What? You never know when that, that when that table is going to come back around. Because mm-hmm. remember now, this podcast is not about strangers. This is about people that we do life with and that we know that we just disagree with. Right. So we have to be mindful of that. Not being so emotionally led by the topic at hand in front of us to forget that I have to do life with this person again. And I may, our differing views may cause us, may cause us to do life less and less with one another, but our relationship will probably not be cut off to the point where I'll never attend a, a wedding or I'll never speak to your family again, or I'll never, you know what I'm saying? So right. we do have to move with caution. Um, and, Yes, yeah, and grace. So, um, with that being said, um, we are gonna move on to debating etiquette with another spouse. Um, you want to go first, or you want me to go first? I'm gonna let you take this one. <laughs> okay, so debating etiquette with another spouse. So, if you find that you have a friend who has a spouse. You follow both of them on social media, right? So say there's a woman who follows me on social media and also follows you on social media. Right. And say you're saying views that she disagrees with. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much what we're talking about. Do you hop in that person's like comments, messages, and go to toe-to-toe with them? Or is it inappropriate? I say you can. I say, though, however, that if you do, you do it, like I said before, with Second Timothy chapter 2. Like, you do it gently. You don't necessarily come in there and, you know, talking as though, like, they're a complete stranger and they're the devil with horns on their head. Like, I just think that it doesn't mean that you can't say anything, but just know, like I said before, that this is someone's wife that this is someone who you've done life with and therefore should be treated in that manner. Yeah, I think that th- I think this is one of those things where um I have a preference on this on the on on this Go ahead, on share. the situation, but I don't fault others for not being like me. So like for me, if I see someone's husband saying like, you know, the sky is green, I'm literally just going to look at that that post and in my head I'll probably be like, you know, sh- probably think something i shouldn't right just being honest but i'll probably be like oh well that person's just a, a looney tune like you know and i'll just probably keep stroll keep scrolling going about my day mm-hmm. right i'm not gonna jump in that person's comments and be like no the sky's actually blue like how could you say that and then go toe-to-toe with them for me as a lady as a woman that's just not something rochelle would do right now if i saw a woman Going, it happened in your Facebook comments and going toe to toe with toe with you. I see everything, but as long as it's like you know, you guys are being respectful, I'm gonna, you know, let you guys have at it and you know, go toe to toe to a certain point. Now, right. once I see it being getting respectful or it's too much, um, you know, then I might respectfully step in, but 
I think we always have to or be. Or we just end the conversation. Or we just end the conversation. But I just think that it's, we have to be mindful because this is kind of easy to talk about when the woman is hopping into the comments. But what if she's also married? Right. And right. men are different in regards to their their egos. They can be different. So it's kind of like if y- while if you are debating with another woman, I can maybe see it all and be cool with it. But her spouse may be like, why are you coming from my wife like that? And it might and it you know what I'm saying? And, and it could turn into more than what you bargained for, depending on the sensitivity of the man or, or, or the woman at right. hand. Right. So I wouldn't do it. I'm not going to fault anybody else for doing it. But I would just say both parties need to be mindful. Yeah. That that I think sometimes when people get on social media and they start going back and forth, I literally think that they think that it's just literally them two are the only people on the Facebook platform at that time. <laughs> and it's like, no, I didn't comment, but I'm watching you. And so is her spouse. So just be mindful. Mm-hmm. You know? So, but what do you think? I mean, I think that... Um... I think this. I, th- I think actually there's a part of your argument that uh, I think is being left out that you should share. And, and well, I'll share it for you. And mm-hmm. that is that, is that um, when you are choosing to ignore some uh, someone's Looney Tune, as you said, comment, uh, one of the reasons why you do that, uh, one of the reasons why you don't answer a fool in his folly is because you look at them and you say, but your life is completely contradictory. Yeah, but no, 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 no. We don't got to tell you that. That's, that's the purpose of not responding. Remember, the, 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 your your point is that you should not respond. Yeah. And the reason why is because what comes out of your mouth versus what you do is if if those are two different things and you're being duplicitous, then at the end of the day. I'm gonna see you again, bro. <laughs> and right. when I see you, you know that like you can't pull the wool over my eyes, right? Like I, I, I know you. I, I hang out with you. I know, I know how you feel about this. I know how you truly feel about that. I, I see how you care about these things and that thing. And, right. And while you might be on social media saying you care a different way about those things. I see what you actually do in your own life and what you truly value. So right. therefore, I'm gonna let you have your, you know, ego trip as far as to do what you got to do online, but I won't respond. And that's the point of the the the, the second half of that proverb 26, uh verse 5 is you don't always got to respond to everybody. I mean, verse 4, I'm sorry. But well, you don't have to respond to every every person that you hear saying something foolish. You know, it's funny when when we first got together, you would always say like, "I used to be you, Rochelle. They need to know." I feel like you're like getting back to that place and I'm going getting to where you yes. and I'm getting to where you were like a, like a year or two ago <laughs> where I'm just like, "I don't care." Like all of you can just literally debate until you guys do to do it out. I don't even care. I'm over here sipping a just sipping like to a glass of water lemonade just watching you guys duke it out i phase in and phase out there's sometimes where i'm just like hey yeah he needs to know and or she needs to know whatever whatever it is i i feel like in that moment but then there are times where i'm like man if they if they really want to say it then they just need to say it in my face like <laughs> yeah that's sometimes i am just like bulletproof skin and sometimes i'm like yeah i'm super sensitive today and i'm going off on everybody and i gotta tell everybody what it is i actually feel yeah i think um something another woman was telling me 
was that like as you get older you just don't have the time just because you're just so tunnel you're, you have tunnel vision on other things your family the goals family, the, the family you want to create the financial you know strides that you want to make and it's just like if you think that the sky is green cool like <laughs> i don't even care like i literally do not care enough to argue with you so yeah so um yeah we've kind of rambled enough so we're gonna kind of slowly wind this thing down so kind of reiterating what we said um in the event you feel there's no way to coexist with this person with the opposing views yep um there's nothing wrong with being the cordial friend that only comes around for special occasions yeah um get comfortable with that if you want to be a person it's like i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say even if it disagrees then just get ready to be that person who only comes around for special occasions or contact that person for special occasions and okay yeah that's all there is to it i mean it, it, there's really no way to kind of cut that any differently it's just if that person wants you around they'll have you around and if you want them around you'll have them around but if it's only going to be you know because because there are some people that I saw a quote this week that was, um, you have you have family, you got friends, and you got friends that become family, right? Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of friends that became that became family, um, at least in my eyes, anyway. And they're gonna be around at certain occasions here and there and stuff like that. But like, if the 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 way like that cordial thing, as far as like hanging out and being cordial here and there, that's sometimes a necessity because like, look, you're you are family, but. Because of this particular view that you hold right now and how I want to raise my family, the facts of the matter is this. I can stand to be around you this... I can hold my breath around you this long. Right. And for this day, for this occasion, I can hold my breath around you. I can love you and we have nostalgia about the old times. But as far as how we currently feel about things, you know we, we're, not, we're not there. And, yeah. and, 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 and therefore, we're just going to have to remain cordial in love. And that's all there is to it. Yep, nothing wrong with that at all. So, um, yeah. Um, I hope that was a well-rounded answer, of, or I guess breakdown of the topic at hand. Um, we'd love to talk about this um, maybe more in depth. I feel like yeah. I wanted to kind of... I really want to hear what people's opinions are on the various topics that we covered. So, um, you know, just from the from the, from the the beginning, from... Uh, can we can we be friends if we disagree on social media? Yes or no? Why? Um, you know, being careful about you know getting you know not trying to be God, not trying to be God and stuff like that, and um, uh, the politics of of couples and, and their. Marriage. I want to hear all y'all's ideas on how you feel about this stuff because, you know, me and Roe are not you know on an island by ourselves. We are in the marriage for millennial community, and yeah. we want to hear what you guys have to say as well. So please. Feel free to comment in the uh, comment box on the website or on Facebook or on Twitter if you uh, see oh, us on there. On the gram as Zigram. well. Um, but yeah, alrighty guys. Well, we hope you have a great rest of the week. Um, I we did get some feedback from our um, quick thoughts that we did a couple of weeks ago where we kind of had that raw and unedited combo. Um, so maybe we'll do more of those. Um, we have so many of those. So we just have to remember. <laughs> we just have to remember to press the record button because we're always talking. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. So nevertheless, we hope you guys have a great remainder of the week. Um, yeah. 
And we'll be back with another podcast at another time. God bless, millennials. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.